Hi, welcome to the Early Value NFL Betting Podcast, where we've got the props edition tonight. Joining me is my good pal, Gurpal. How are we, mate? Yeah, going well. Looking to uh, keep uh, get some sort of run going. Keep seeing end up being one and one on the props with one easy winner and then, you know, a late loser or an injury. So looking to strike up some form after a nice Thursday night winner yesterday. Yeah, that's it. I've had a bad couple of weeks myself. Last week was probably even more brutal than the week before that, to be honest. So hopefully the variants got to with us this week and get back to a nice little run and can start getting back to where we should be. We've gone back, reassessed what I look at and that and going back down to a different way of how I look at bets the last couple of years and that. So that's my way forward this year, this week. So hopefully I can find us the winners again and we'll be back off and marching. So obviously into week nine, um, seems to be a lot more props up at the minute from from usual. They've seemed to have flown out tonight and late last night. So what do you think, Gopal? What's your, uh, one of your bets going into this week? Okay, so my first bet is a player we've had success on uh, earlier on in the season, and it's Marquise Brown of the Baltimore Ravens. You know, some people know him as Hollywood Brown, but on your website, they'd be listed as Marquise Brown, and I'm taking his longest reception for over 24.5 yards. Um, Again, it's similar to what I put out on Twitter a few, uh, about three or four weeks ago when, when we had him. Uh, So in seven games this season, he's gone over that mark in six of them. The one game he didn't go over was against the Chargers, which was a blowout win for the Ravens. I wouldn't be surprised if he was out of the game by the third quarter. I mean, I know Lamar was out of the game before it finished. Um, You know, in the six times he's gone over out of the seven, his longest catch has been a minimum of 29 yards. So he's clearing it with, you know, with a bit of margin, which what with what we want. This game could be high scoring, which is again is good for, you know, game script always keeps us in with a, a chance that he's going to get the deep ball. I mean, Lamar looks for him time and time again. And um, the Vikings. So the Vikings in their seven matches this season, 14 times a player has finished with the longest catch. Um, over 24 and a half yards, which is good because 24 and a half is, is probably, I would say, middle, middle to high in terms of wide receivers and what you look for on their longest catches. And in the last game, they to Dallas, they gave up three, three players had a longest catch and I'm pretty sure all three of them were over 30 yards, Cooper, Lamb and Cedric Wilson. So you've got a defence that's conceding and you've got a player that, you know, is always in the game looking for a, you know, a long catch with, you know, both both boxes are ticked. Yeah, that's right, mate. And I think with how the Vikings are against the run, this game sets out perfectly for how the Ravens play their offence. A load of rush in and then open up that deep bomb to Hollywood Brown, as you say, mate. So I think he'll be there getting at least another two, three deep shots at him once they get that run game going with Lamar, with probably Freeman, I assume Tyson Williams with Murray being ruled out. And uh, and as I say, with how bad the Vikings are against the rush, they start biting on them running plays and it it leaves that big pass open straight over the top, doesn't it? So like that, mate. On to my first bet. And my first bet is going to be Dallas Goddard to go over 57 and a half receiving yards. Since obviously Zach Ertz got traded to the Arizona Cardinals, 
his last two games had three catches on five targets for 70 yards and six catches on seven targets for 72 yards. So he's flown over his total both games and obviously one of um, Jalen Hurts' main targets in the passing game now. I mean, mainly it's probably him and Smithy, the main two passing targets in the game. But also, not just that, the Chargers are giving up around about 75 yards a game to the tight end position, which helps out our case even more. I think this game's probably got a chance of having a good few points in it as well. I think I think both their rush defences aren't the best. So I think we're going to see a bit of quite a bit of running play here. And as I say, Jaleen Hurts seems to lock on to only maybe a couple of players, which will be Smith and, and Goddard. So 57 and a half when they're giving up around about an average of 75 a game. I uh, I really like the over to, to go on with that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so I, we, I think, yeah, I tipped up Goddard a few times earlier on in the season because it just seemed like he was always, you know, catching something decent and his line lines were around the 30s back then. And just looking at it, he's had longest catches, 19, 25, 20, 21 and 38. So when you've got a line about 50 and you know that, you know, he's going to have a grab in and around the 20s at least once in the match, it, it you know, it makes the job a lot easier. I mean, in for this game, I'm surprised to see the Chargers are only a one and a half point um, yeah. favourite. I think they could get some score going against the Eagles, which will force, you know, the Eagles to chase a bit. And, you know, in the games where they've had to chase it against the Chiefs, against the Cowboys, against the Raiders, I mean, he went over this number in all three of those games. So, yeah, I mean, you should get a good game script and you've got one of the quarterback's favourite targets. So no complaints there. Yeah, and I think you're right about the uh, about the point spread. We mentioned it on the podcast I did Tuesday with my guest Ryan Noonan and he said the same. He fancied the Chargers and wasn't sure how come it had gone down from the minus two and a half down to, I think it had got down to a pick at that point, but it's, it's slowly edging back up into the Chargers' favour. But I agree, I haven't bet the Chargers myself. But if I was looking at any side in that game, it would only be to the Chargers, personally. Um, moving on to your second selection, Gurpal, for this week. Okay, so it's it's a bit of an odd one because it's not a household name. He's been around in the NFL for a while, but it's Tajay Sharp of the Atlanta Falcons to have over 30.5 receiving yards. Uh, it might be 31.5 could be 32. I mean, I'm happy playing all the way up to about 34 and a half. Um, so, yeah, in all the games this, he's played this season, he's only gone over twice. But interestingly enough, the two games he did go over were the games where Calvin Ridley didn't play. So, obviously, Calvin Ridley's not playing in this fixture. So, that, you know, bodes well on previous numbers. And those two games that Ridley missed out, Sharp had 58 and 53, so he cleared this number, you know, by by 20-odd, more than 20. Um, he also had four catches on five targets and five catches on six targets. So it looks like without Ridley, you know, the Ridley normally has a line of about, I would say, about 70, 80 receiving yards a game. Yeah, it's around and about 73, or, 78. Yeah. yeah. And about, I 
think it's over 5.5 or over 6.5 catches a game. So that work is going to Sharp when Ridley's not playing. So I feel like we're getting Sharp at, you know, a nice discount. And if he hits the 50 marker again, I imagine next week he'll be around 46 and a half. Um, and we should get positive games if they're playing the Saints. Saints beat the Buccaneers last week and didn't look, you know, too bad with Trevor Simeon at uh, QB. So we should hopefully get the Falcons chasing. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, as you say, you make a good point. The two games without Ridley, he went over both games. I remember Tajay Sharp from when he was at the Titans. And I thought he had some potential there, to be honest. It just never worked out. And obviously now he's gone to Atlanta and he is more on the outside looking in. But with the Ridley loss, I think it's probably made Matt Ryan maybe spread out his targets more more so than usual once you have Ridley there and Pitts. It's very easy just to concentrate on them sort of two targets because they demand such a high percentage of of the target share. It'll be interesting to know who uh, Lattimore covers in this game. There's a lot of talk that he might just cover Pitts and be done with it. I think... um, who was it who Atlanta played last week and they, they put their cornerback on Pitts last week? Remind me who they played, um, Gerpa. Um, I think it was the Panthers. Was it the Panthers? No, the Panthers played the Giants, didn't they? Or am I making that up? No, Giants played the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, of course they did, yeah. They played my Chiefs, yeah. So so was it the Panthers? They, they, whoever it was, anyway, they put their cornerback on, on Pitts and it seemed to work out quite well and... I, I yeah, it was the, the Saints. Will... Ah, okay. So I wonder if the Saints have seen the same sort of thing and they'll put Lattimore on pits this week as well. Which well, again, I mean, leaves... I mean, I, I can't imagine they're going to, because, you know, let's not beat around the bush. Outside of um, Pitts, the receivers for the, the Falcons, they're crap. You know, they're yeah. sharp and hardy and Patterson, who's a running back. I mean, on paper, not these hardy, are like um, gauge. Yeah, 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 Russell Gage, sorry. These are like, um, you know, basement, you know, bargain free agent pickups. So I struggled to see Lattimore lining up with Sharp and then they're just letting yeah. Pitts run free. And I think that is what has happened and that is why Sharp's numbers are so good because he's getting easy matchups and he's making, you know, easy catches. Yeah, yeah definitely. And as you say, game script should hopefully go in our favour for it. So, and a low line of 30, I think it is currently, it uh, is more than achievable in that sort of game flow. Moving on to my second and final selection, and it's going to be back to another tight end heaven. It's going to be Tyler Conklin against Baltimore. Same sort of reasons why I've just spoke about with the Chargers. The Ravens are giving up near 80 yards a game to the tight end position, which is just really atrocious. Conklin is actually getting some decent work for the Vikings and the Cousins. Game against Dallas, he had five receptions on seven targets for 57 cleared it easy. The game four against that against Carolina, he's had three catches for 71 yards. And then he's also gone over that total in two other games this season against Seattle and against Cincinnati. But in every game this season, he's had a minimum of three targets and highs of an eight, a seven and a six. So he's getting plenty of plenty of looks in the passing game. And I think as you just sort of spoke about the Ravens-Vikings game, I think there, there could be a few points in this game. I think this is set up to be quite a nice overlook in the game. Ravens tend to blitz quite a lot. And Cousins actually doesn't too, do too bad against the blitz. And I expect if he's getting it out quick, the tight end spot is going to be one place that he'll be looking straight to. So a line of 32 and a half currently, 
I'm more than happy to be looking at the over on him. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I think this could be a high a high scoring game, and I think the Ravens will probably score at will. I mean, Cooper Rush didn't really have much problems for Dallas moving the ball against the Vikings. So, I mean, you know, the more points the Raven Ravens put up, you take the Vikings out of there. Dalvin Cook run the ball comfort yeah. zone and you know Cousins has to start throwing the ball down the field or you know just getting people to make completions and when you're sitting at a line of around 30 it's not a lot I mean one half yeah. decent catch of 17 18 and you know the job's done then yeah and, and that's it the, the only the worst thing that could happen is if the Vulcans got into a lead because as you just said they will just go so run heavy they're one of them teams that as soon as they get up, they want to go pure run heavy. I just don't see that happening in this game at the Ravens coming off their boy. I think the Ravens will be up for this a bit after that, but hurt lost to the Bengals before they went on the boy. So I fully expect them to be fired up and ready to go and keep this game going quite well in the passing game. Um, Gurpal, I think that's all for your selections, isn't it? You haven't got any more that you wanted to speak about. Nah, to be honest, there's not really a lot. Um, just for any long-term listeners, uh, last time I checked, Jamar Chase was at 26 and a half for his longest. He did let us down last time, but I mean, you know, it's only once in the season he's let us down. I would be happy to play that again if anyone you know, else wants to come along on the right. Yeah, the Browns have given up some quite big yards in the passing game as well, so... I have no concerns about jumping back on the old Chase longest bandwagon. Like I say one bad week, it's going to happen. You can't can't go over 16, 17 games of longest catch every game, can he? So you're going to have a little bit of variance put in there where he's not going to. And what did he get? I think it was it 21. Did he get last week? Yeah, back? yeah, he got a yeah. It was a 21. It, it was a bizarre game against the Jets because yeah. they were winning most of the game and then at the end, sort of, you know, got pipped on the line. So, I mean, you, you could look at it and say, well, they didn't throw as much as they did. They will throw against the Browns, though. You you know, that that is going to happen. So, he, he should be in the mix again for another long one. Yeah, I totally agree. I think he will be. So, other than that, that's it. Hopefully, as I say, we can get back on the board and be nice to get off to a 4-0 and zero and, and get this train rolling again. Hopefully, our processes have worked out and will be and we'll be back firing. I know that we'll definitely get back there. Hopefully everyone who has been listening the last couple of weeks where we haven't hit the ground running are still listening and believe in the process that we'll be back there and, and winning again shortly. So we always say, don't we go, Pat, it's a long season. We're going to have some losing weeks, unfortunately. The NFL yeah, is an mean, easy game. I mean, you know, generally record-wise, we're about, you know, level, give or take. And considering yeah. we've had absolute discussion Disgusting luck. I mean, I would say actually we're pretty well positioned. If we get the luck, you know, that, that we're due, we should be able to close the season out quite well. Yeah, definitely. I have no doubts that we'll we'll turn it around. Always doing that. We haven't been doing this for uh, as long as what we have with consistently losing. But unfortunately, it's part of the game and it's going to happen. And you just have to sort of roll on to the next week and take it on the chin sometimes as much as it hurts. And as much as it hurts me giving out losing bets, it, believe me, it hurts my bank balance just as much. So it's not as if we're not winning and uh, we're not giving out tips and not losing ourselves. So part of the game that we love. So anyway, with that, I will be back on Tuesday night for the Sides podcast again with another top guest. 
can't wait for that. And then Gerpal will probably be back with yourself and maybe Bradley is away at the minute. So hopefully he'll be back as well next week and we'll be mean, back to giving out a few well. more picks. Um, oh, no, of course, you're away, aren't you? Yeah. So it'll yeah. probably be just uh, Brad's then next week with with you going on your holidays. So we'll have a good time. We'll speak before then anyway, mate. But right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Any rates, reviews, feedback, reach out to us, direct messages or just on the normal Twitter. We're always willing to listen and give out any advice or answer any questions. Go, pal. Good luck on the week, mate. Go well, everyone.